So that's our goal, uh, for people to feel welcome to come alongside of us in our journey here at Fur Road, and, and we're, we're going to talk about that today uh, to make sure that we are creating that kind of atmosphere where people feel comfortable to be able to do that, to come alongside us in their journey. And, and so I want to welcome everyone again to Fur Road. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Family Sunday. Uh, if I look any different today, it's because I got older this week. And, uh, well, somebody guessed my wife's age this week at 30. And I'm pretty sure that nobody's going to guess my age at 30. Uh, so if you're wondering how old I am, I'm somewhere between 30 and 50. It's right, right in there. Somewhere. I mean, long ways from 50. Long long ways. I mean, hundreds of days. Yeah. So here we are, last Sunday of July, and then it turns to August, and that means summer's pretty much over. And that's when we say, that's when most people say, uh, where'd summer go? How, how'd it go so quickly, right? Anybody thinking that already? And it, it's already time for summer activities to start ending vacations, it means back to school time, and some of you are getting depressed as I talk here, right? It can also mean, though, for some people that they decide to head back to church uh, again, or maybe for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time. And so I think it's also a good time to think about who we are as a church and, and how we come across uh, to people when they come to Fur Road and and so today I want to talk about the friendly church. Um, what does a friendly church look like? What's the big deal about being a friendly church? Why do we want to be a friendly church? Uh, Arnold H. Glassow uh, once said, Some folks make you feel at home. Others make you wish you were home. We want to make sure that people feel right at home at Fur Road, right? And not like they wish they were at home, okay? That's our goal. And so let's talk about this. That's the nuts and bolts of a friendly church. Uh, you can follow on the back of your bulletins if you'd like to. Why? Why is it important to be a, a friendly church? Why can't we just kind of come do our thing, worship God, and, and, and go home? Well, here's the thing. I would say that it's kind of the same reason that it's important to be a, a friendly Christian in general. Okay? It really should just be a part of who we are. In other words, we should be friendly because Jesus simply flows out of us. Okay, think about some words that are, are used to describe followers of Jesus in the New Testament. Words like joy. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 simply says, be joyful always. Okay, you won't find any verses that say, be grumpy always, right? Be in a bad mood always. Okay, it's just not in there. Don't be, have a scowl on your face always. No, it's not there. Christians should be pretty joyful people, and in turn, our, our churches should be joyful. Here's a couple of other words you'll find, encourage and build. Okay, earlier in that, that same chapter of Thessalonians, in verse 11, it says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. You know, one of the things that we do when we come together is to encourage one another, build one another up. We want new people to be encouraged when they come here. Or how about the words happy, glad, and rejoice? 
David was a great example of the kind of attitude we should have about God in the Old Testament. You know, you read through the Psalms and he's just had this worshipful attitude toward God. Psalm 68.3 says, But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. See that? Happy, glad, rejoice, joyful. I think that's what people should see when they come here. It's, a, it's such an honor to be able to gather here, here each week and worship. And so let's not take that for granted. And I think excitement is infectious. It, it draws people in and, and makes them want to stay. They, they want to be a part of that. And so being friendly, first of all, should be a natural result of being excited to be a follower of Jesus. It should just flow out of us naturally because that's who we are. And then another reason we should be friendly as a church is that it was the model of the very first New Testament church. Okay, when, when everything truly got kicked off for the church and Jesus had died and he risen again and then gone back to heaven and the, the remember the disciples were waiting for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes down on the disciples and, and then Peter preached that first sermon to the crowds in Acts chapter 2 and it says the, the people were cut to the heart and, you know, asking, what do we do? And, and they said yes to Jesus, and, and, and they were baptized, and they received the Holy Spirit when they were baptized. And thousands of people were making decisions to follow Jesus. And, and they didn't have all the details worked out of what church was going to look like, what it was going to be like. But it didn't matter, because, because that early church was so exciting. They, they just had this whole new outlook on God. Their lives had been changed by the risen Jesus, and they were so happy. They wanted everybody else to have that. Let me read a little bit about that first church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It sounds like a pretty friendly church, doesn't it? Okay, they took care of each other's needs. People were bringing their friends and family, and it, and it was contagious. Everyone wanted this joy and this happiness. They wanted to be a part of that church. So let me ask uh, a question. I'm going to start with kids under age 10, okay? Kids under age 10, what gets you excited? Okay, it doesn't have to be like a church answer or anything. What, what kind of things get you excited? Sean? Video games, sweet. Clear in the back. Summer. Kenneth? Grandson, sweet. Lily. Play in the new pool. That's good stuff. Back over there. Yokely. Silver Dollar City. Steal your Dollar City. Charlotte, what do you want? Swimming. Ember, what do you want? What makes you excited? Same thing as Lily. Cool. Anybody else? 
Okay, so how about, let's, let's switch. If you're 10 or older, what are some things that, that make you excited? Up to adults, too. Yeah. Bethany? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's good. Anybody else? What makes you excited? Friday at 5. Yeah. 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 Naps. Yeah. Michelle. Is this an announcement? Okay, so she's grandma. Am I supposed to say it? Okay, yeah. That's a good thing. Okay, yay. Yeah. Anybody else? Mike. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, Sally. Visiting great-grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else, Mark? Building birdhouses. I have one of those. School starting, so then that's a, yeah. Parents are like, yeah, it's time to get rid of the kids. Yeah, buddy. Football, yeah. Me too. All right. Did somebody say Dan? Okay. So, I, I'll tell you what I get excited about. Uh, I love when I catch a nice largemouth bass, and so it's fighting on the, the rod, and you're pulling it in. What I don't get excited about is when the lure sinks into my hand and I end up at the ER because, yeah, it's kind of gross, isn't it? That's my hand, yep. And I was too much of a wimp to pull it out. It was past the barb, though. So they did it at the ER. But Steve got a big fish out of the deal, so, so it was good. Steve Cantrell. So... So, okay, so lots of things get us excited. Okay, you can take it off now. They don't want to look at that anymore. <laughs> lots of things get us excited, and that's great. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, don't you think that we should also get pretty excited about Jesus and, and, and being followers of Jesus? And, and so, um, you know, when we're here at the church each week and then throughout the week, you know, that excitement should just be showing to everybody that, man, I'm so happy and excited to be a follower of Christ. And then here's another reason I think we should be a friendly church. Because we love our church and we want others to love it too. Hey, I, I love this church. And I think a lot of you guys love this church, right? And, and I, I want other people to love this church as well, and I know you guys too. But it, it takes a while for people to truly make this their own church. And, and when they feel love and acceptance and, and welcoming atmosphere, they're, they're going to want to be a part of that too. Uh, a friendly church wants other people to love their church like they love their church. So those are a few reasons why we should be a friendly church. Let's uh, talk about who should be friendly. Okay? Who should be friendly? So... Really, actually, you should only be friendly if your job is to be friendly that day, okay, right? If you're an official greeter, then you should be friendly. If you're at the Welcome Center, uh, if you're up front, you should put a smile on your face. If you're a preacher, you should probably be friendly. 
Um, if you teach a class, you should be friendly. But if you don't have an official duty, just do your own thing. Talk to the people around you. And just, is that it? No, guys, you, that, that's ridiculous when you say it that way. Okay, but sometimes I think we kind of have that attitude. So the answer, of course, is everyone should be friendly. It's everyone's job to make for a road a friendly church. And, and we know that, but it's pretty easy to get into a routine, isn't it? We kind of come and find our favorite seats, and we talk to the people we know, and, and, and we just don't have that mindset of kind of looking around for new people. And so sometimes I think we just need to change our mindset about things. And, you know, I think it would be a good idea to pray before you come to church. Lord, help me to show the love of Jesus to somebody today. If there's somebody new there that you want me to talk to, just, you know, put him in my path. And so it's kind of a whole different way to look at it. Well, the challenge is for all of us to, to seek people out and share the love of Jesus with them. And that's everyone. And then let's talk about how. How do we do this? How do you start? What are some ideas? So in your bulletins, there's an insert um, called Practicing Hospitality that was put together by another church that I think has some really good ideas in it. And so I would take, encourage you to take that and read it. Um, I'm not going to read all of them. You guys can read. But I did want to highlight a few of those. One idea in there is be willing to walk. Okay. That means being willing to park away from the building and walk a little bit so that others can park close to the building. And so our, our parking lots aren't that big, so it's not like you're the end of Walmart or something. We're not that big even if you're at the back. But um, I'd like to see our new parking lot out here kind of used for three groups of people. Those who are handicapped, uh, the elderly who have a hard time walking very far, and our guests. Um, the rest of us, I'd like to see us parked across the street or behind the church. And if you didn't know, we have a really nice parking lot back there, paved parking lot. Some people never even get bar back that far, so there's plenty of parking back there too. Um, but how cool it'd be if a, a guest drives in and they say, oh, there's a spot right there um, by the front of the church. It's, it's a little different mindset than when you go to Walmart or, or those, you know, you're trying to get that closest spot and somebody better not take it, and you're waiting for it, and if they pull in your spot, you're, gonna, ooh, you're going to war with them, right? Okay, so it's a different mindset here. We, we want to open up our spots. And it probably wouldn't kill us to walk a little longer at Walmart either most of the time, right? Uh, probably good exercise for us. So be willing to walk. Another one on, on those sheets was move to the middle. Okay, we like to sit on, at, on the ends of the rows, and, and that's more convenient, I understand. Um, but it makes it a little hard for, for people that maybe they're coming in late or newer people to climb across and, and, and get to the middle. And so, um, you know, if, if you're able to, I know some it's hard, it's hard to get through there, um, but I think it's a good idea to move to the middle. And, and along with that, I've, I've talked about this many times, you probably get tired of me hearing it, but... There are no assigned seats here, right? And, and, and if somebody sits where you normally sit, we're not going to make any comments or dirty looks or comment to your neighbor, right? Yes, Dan. Yes, Dan. Okay, your name's not on there. I checked beforehand. There's no names on there. And don't put your name on there. 
Another one I want to point out on that sheet is the rule of three. Rule three. It says to challenge yourself to talk to only those you don't know for the first three minutes after the service because that's usually about how long new people stick around. So think about that. Okay, for, for three minutes I'm going to seek out people I don't know and then after that I can go find the people I normally talk about or talk to. <laughs> Was that from God? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Somebody just got convicted right there. So that rule of three, think of that three-minute rule. And then the last one I want to point out from that sheet is to invite them back. When you're saying goodbye to somebody, a, a quick thank you for coming, I hope to see you again next week. I mean, that can just make a big difference. And if you really want to blow somebody away, Invite them to go out for lunch with you or to come over to your house for lunch. And even if they don't go with you, man, that would mean a lot. That, man, they were invited me to go eat with them. And so uh, read those sheets. There's other good stuff on there as well. So we have the why, who, how, and now the when. Okay, when are we going to do this? And uh, this isn't going to be any rocket science. Of course, the answer is today um, and every Sunday. Okay, so today. Uh, you might be the one that makes a difference as to whether or not somebody comes back again. And, and you never know who that person is. It could be the difference between somebody deciding to keep coming to church or, or to walk away from the church. Maybe they're in a, a tough spot, a vulnerable spot. Maybe you might be the difference in them deciding, ah, yeah, I think this Jesus thing is for me. So, you know, we don't think about this stuff, but it, you never know. The series of events that might take place just because we were friendly to people. But then this also includes this week. Okay, that the church isn't just a building, right? Okay, and so it, it's pretty hypocritical if we act one way when we're here and we act another way when we're out there. And so we want to be a, a friendly church body all the time. My home church had a sign at the end of the parking lot before you went out on the street that said, you're now entering the mission field. That's pretty good and to, to think about. It, it was a, just a mindset of, you know, hey, you're going out there to serve God. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know Jesus yet. So that's a good mindset to have. Uh, usually they need to see Jesus lived out in our lives before they're willing to learn more about him. And so a friendly church is a, a friendly church on Sunday, but it doesn't stop on Sunday. It continues through the week. And then I, I just wanted to mention briefly what a friendly church should not do. A friendly church should not sacrifice the Bible to make people feel good, right? Okay, God's word cannot be compromised. If our friendliness isn't based on the Jesus of the Bible, then it's just a feel-good club. Yeah, and you can get that anywhere. That doesn't mean we judge people. That just means we won't compromise the truth of God's word. And if that means we do miss out on a few people, that's okay. And so I just want to make that clear as we talk about this, that that is important. I have a, a story to share that I, I want to share. I, I really don't want to share. Um, and I don't share this to make us feel bad, but to illustrate just how important this is. Uh, I recently had a, a local... Carl Junction Ministerial Association meeting, and this includes several of the churches in the Carl Junction area, and, and uh, I have a good relationship with the other ministers in town, and we can be pretty open 
and honest with each other about what's going on. And, and one of the ministers uh, said this. He said, we have a 70-year-old lady who started coming to our church. And she said she really didn't like our style of worship, but the people were so friendly that she stayed. And then he said this, and I, I thought you'd probably want to know that she came to Fur Road first, and she didn't really feel welcome there, and no one really talked to her. Now, that doesn't always happen. Okay, I've heard a lot of other stories from many of you that the reason you like our church and continue to come is that you felt like people were friendly. But it was a bit of a wake-up call to me that we still have a ways to go, right? Because I, I don't ever want that to happen. I don't want anyone to slip through our cracks. I want every single person who comes to our doors to feel like they are right at home and they feel the love of Jesus. And I know you guys want that too. The mission of our church is, is loving God, loving people. It's based on Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And, and leading up to these verses, Jesus was asked what the most important command of the law was. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So love God first. Okay, that's number one. Love God with everything you are, from the, your toes to your head, everything in between. And then the second commandment is really kind of an acting out of the first commandment as a way to show God that you love him so much you share the love of God with others. And that's what we want people to experience when they come here. Loving God, loving people. That's what our, our mission is. But it takes all of us working together to, to make the atmosphere. And, and so we're on a team together working to help build God's kingdom right here uh, out in the country, just a stone's throw almost from Kansas. You know, we're sitting here. It's almost like there's lights beaming out this way. And so we just want to let that happen. And I'm thankful for every single one of you. I'm proud of you guys. I want to encourage you to keep working together. At the beginning of his letter to the Philippian church, Paul gave them some encouraging words. And I want to echo those words this morning to you guys. Philippians 1, 3-5. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this, that he began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We're in a partnership together. And Jesus is going to come back one day, and it's going to be a glorious day, but right now we have a job to do, all of us. So let's keep working to make this a, a friendly and loving place. Love you guys. A few years ago, there was a a chant that became popular called the I Believe chant. Remember this? I, will, I believe that we will win. Okay? And I, I uh, looked it up this week, and they, they still say it at a lot of sporting events. I heard it last night at Sporting KC game we were at. And uh, this was actually started back in 1998 by a guy named Jay Rodriguez, who was a student at the Naval Academy prep school in Annapolis. Rodriguez, he passed the chant on to a fellow student and cheerleader for the midshipman named Corey Strong, who first used it in the 1999 Army-Navy football game. Okay, so there's the history. So a few years ago, I spoke at a week of church camp, and I changed the chant to, I believe that Jesus wins. 
okay? And some of you might remember I made the church do it as well one week, okay? Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, guess what? I thought today, as we talk about being excited for our church, and we have our, our kids in here today, it would be a good week to revive that chant. And so, here's how it works. I'll say it, part of it, and then you echo it, okay? So, so it would be like, I, I, I believe. I believe that. I believe that Jesus wins. Okay, so, all right. So you got it? Okay, so that's just the how we're doing it. Now we need excitement when we do this, okay? All right. You ready? Sure. All right. I, I believe. I believe that. I believe that Jesus wins. 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 All right. Okay, that was okay. But I think, I'm pretty sure we can do a little better than that. Okay? Uh, quit shaking your heads out there. It can only be so friendly, Dan. Come on. Okay, if you do it good this time, and you smile while we do it, then I'll pray right after this. Okay? You ready? I. I believe. I believe that. I believe that Jesus wins. 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 All right. Good job. Cool. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have so much to be excited about, so much to be thankful for. We love you so much. And what an honor it is to be able to be here and worship you. And we thank you so much. For your love for us and, and I pray that we'll, we'll have an attitude of ex, uh, infectious enthusiasm so people see that and they wonder what in the world what what do they have I want that help us to have that as a church family thank you Lord so much.